Today's review by Whole Healthy You, titled Shaleen is a trusted source for all tips on social media. She cuts to the chase, gives tips that are honest, and help people build a business the right way, honestly and efficiently. Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, Mom, this one's all you. Brock really has no business covering this topic because you know what? He does not have kids yet. So this is my topic. And because I get this question all the time, like, Shaleen, how do I balance family and kids? Like, you know, your kids are out of the house now, but mine are here and it's so overwhelming and I feel all this pressure, etc. And I get it. So I think it's timely for me to share with you this recording. This was done in 2016 and it's all about how to balance family and your business and work and entrepreneurship and all of those things. And the reason why I wanted to play this previous recording is because, well, right now I don't have my kids at home and it is a different season for me. So I wanted to like share with you the emotions and strategies that we were using and what we were feeling and what it was like when both kids were home. And I share in this episode a little bit of what it was like when they were like really young and some of the mistakes that we made. This is a really important listen. So thank you for spending time with me today. All right, off to the show. I think it was 2004, 2004, maybe 2005. We were just talking about this the other day, trying to pinpoint the year. My mom was in town to help get my daughter and Brock, my daughter Sierra and my son Brock, to and from their sports activities, help kind of making meals because it was a period of time of about four weeks where I had to complete every single workout for Turbo Jam, which was my very first infomercial. I think that was about nine workouts. Back then, workouts were really different. They were longer. I choreographed every single move to the music. I selected all the music. I worked with the producers to put in sound effects and select the right music. And it was just a lot more involved than it is kind of today to create workout programs. Selecting the right cast members, rehearsing for all of these videos, going back and forth to LA, which was like an hour, an hour and a half, sometimes a two hour drive there and another two hours back. At the same time, Brett and I were also building our own company, Powder Blue Productions, which we have since sold many years ago. But at that time, we were building a clothing company, and that's incredibly stressful. You're working on production, and you're looking at quality control and designs and manufacturing, and we were also developing certification programs for health clubs. And we were serving fitness instructors by creating workouts that came out on a continuity basis. That meant every eight to 12 weeks, I was doing new workouts for fitness instructors and creating the music and the choreography and the clothing to go with all of that. All of this was happening at the same time. Everything. Infomercial, apparel line, our motivational camps, as well as our certification 
programs and continuity videos. It was a lot. And social media was just starting to pop. And I was really trying to figure that out as well. Actually, I was trying to do all of this. I was trying to figure out all of this myself. And I've shared this story before that this was kind of like, it was a breaking point that I didn't really realize was a breaking point. What I thought it was is what everybody experienced when they were at that moment, at that linchpin moment, at that tipping point when your business was about to explode. I just assumed, well, this is what it feels like when, you know, everything's about to go really, really well. And you just have to buckle down. You got to sacrifice some sleep. You got to white knuckle it and you just got to grind. You got to grind and you got to hustle and you have to stop complaining. And the reason why you have all these opportunities is because you hustle because you outwork everybody. And, you know, there's no complaining now. You're in this position. Let's go, go, go. Now, at the same time, Brett and I have two children who are our priority. That was something we decided from the moment we met before we even had kids that we were, our kids were going to be our priority. And his mom had stayed home with he and his brother. And my mom had stayed home with myself, my sister, and my brother. And so it was really important to us for our own beliefs about children and raising them and our family that one, if not both of us, were going to be home with the kids. And in fact, even Brett had a lot of things he wanted to do differently. He loved his dad, loved that his dad was a football coach. But even before we had kids, Brett said, I'll never be a head football coach as much as I would love to because I remember so wishing that my dad was at things that he couldn't be at because of his responsibilities as a head football coach. So that's one thing I can tell you, Shalina, I'm not going to do that. And so we kind of had this agreement of how we would raise our kids and how we would prioritize them. Nonetheless, we have this mounting pressure of infomercials and clothing companies and all of this stuff. And we have an office that's maybe 10 miles away from our home. And we tried to do everything we could from in our home so that we could be with our kids so that we could raise them, so that we could be present there with them. Now, we knew that we needed help, but we didn't want to have people help us raising our kids, if you will. So other than, you know, family watching them from time to time, whenever it was really kind of needed, but not nothing on a regular basis. No, you know, every day from nine until noon, we'd go to grandma's or there was no nannies. We had people helping us with laundry eventually, and I had a personal assistant pretty early on helping us. And of course, we had our staff at Powder Blue Productions. Nonetheless, the kids were home with us, and we were still trying to manage and operate all this stuff from home with the kids there and still be present. What that meant was both of us, and especially me, I was very distracted. Oh my gosh, I was so distracted because all of these things were bouncing around in my head like a million miles per hour. And I was such a control freak back then. And I hadn't yet learned early in my entrepreneurial career the importance of empowering others and delegating. I understood it. I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to delegate because I wanted the credit. I wanted people to say, oh, wow, who did this? And I would be able to put my hand up and go, oh, I did that. Yes, and I did that too. Oh, and I did this at the same time. I wanted to get a pat on the back and be recognized for my hustle. And 
my work ethic. I wore it like a badge of honor. So because of that, I wouldn't let go of most things. I also believed as probably you do, no one's going to be able to do this the way that I do it. It's just going to take me so long to explain it. By the time I teach someone else how to do it, I could probably just do it myself. If I do teach someone else how to do this, they probably won't do it right. How could they possibly do it as well as I do it? And all those excuses were in my head. I'm sharing that with you because it's a mindset. And if you ever hope to have work-life balance, the first thing you have to do is shift your mindset. You have to understand that you can't do it all. You have to understand that you are going to make more money when you spend money to have people help you, people who are better at what you do than what you do. You also have to shift your mindset and realize you ain't all that and there are actually people on the planet who can do what it is you think you can do better than everybody else. I had to do that. You can do it too. That's a pretty major mindset shift. So my mom's in town and it's this really super heavy, exhausting moment in our lives. I have never felt so... You know, the only way I can describe it is I felt sorry for myself. I knew I had so much on my plate and it was so much pressure. And it's weird that I wouldn't let other people help me. I would refuse their assistance because I would do it myself. And I would think to myself, well, I'll just, I feel bad if I tell them they could do that because it'll only take me 10 minutes and that will only take me an hour. So I would sacrifice my sleep and I would sacrifice everything that was really for me. And I felt sorry for myself. It was such a position of martyrdom, like how crazy to refuse people's help and then be feel sorry for yourself. But that's where I was. And I'm just being honest about that. And I just remember this being the heaviest moment ever, like so much pressure. And with my extreme ADD, like every single new request or email or obligation, just it felt like, oh, God, this is going to be the thing. This is going to be that one thing that's going to break the camel's back. So my mom's in town to help and she's driving Sierra to her gymnastics class, which is maybe about five miles away. I'm finishing up a phone call, a conference call, and I tell my mom, I'll meet you there because that's one thing I'm not going to miss. I'm not going to sacrifice time with my kids. My kids are there with us. Meanwhile, side note, I was sacrificing time with them because even though they were in the same house and even though, you know, I could say I, I'm home with my kids. I'm home, but I really wasn't mentally with my kids. I was always plotting and planning and thinking about work, even when I was sitting on the floor with them. Even when I would sit and play with little wooden toys with Brock, I always felt this kind of anxious nervousness, like I needed to get back to what I was doing. I never gave myself permission to fully just like let go and enjoy the moment. I shouldn't say never. I rarely did that. I always felt this overwhelming pressure to get back to someone or to finish a project or to take on more. And hey, spoiler alert, I don't feel that way today. And if what I'm describing feels very familiar to you, Oh, I've got some really good news for you. There is a solution. There's a way out of this. And I'm going to share it with you in this podcast. So here I was allowing my mom to take Sierra to gymnastics and just, you know, telling myself, okay, well, I'll get in these extra five minutes on this call. My mom can get her there on time. I'll drive separately and then I'll be able to go to gymnastics and I will watch her there. 
because I want to be a good mom. I'll be there and I'll be sitting in the chair with all the other moms and I'll be looking at my daughter. I won't have any idea what's really happening because I'll have a glazed look on my eyes because I'm really working on everything that I'm going to get back to the second I get back to the house. My mom drives off with Sierra. I'm just about to get in the car when I get a phone call. From my cell phone, I can see that it's my mom's cell phone calling me. I answer, and a man is on the other line. A man? My dad's not with my mom. And the man says, uh, hello, I'm calling the last number called on this phone. There's been an accident. And I just remember, like, my whole body went numb. Why was this man calling me? Why was my mom not able to call? My baby is in that car. Why wasn't I able to drive her? Why wasn't I with him? What's happened? Everything raced through my mind in those moments. It felt like an hour <laughs> passed before he continued on and said, everyone's okay. And I said, my daughter is in the car. Is my daughter okay? And he said, yes, she's fine. She's fine. And your mom is being treated right now by the EMTs. I said, okay, what road are they on? And he said, they are on the Mission Viejo golf course. The golf course? They're on the golf course? And he said, yeah, I don't know what's happened, but it looks like maybe they've cut across lanes of traffic and went over an embankment and her car has landed against a tree here on the golf course. <laughs> Can you imagine? I don't even remember the drive to the accident. It was less than a mile. I don't remember driving it. I just remember arriving on the location and just knowing that this was a God moment. My mom had passed out at the wheel. She had fainted with my daughter in the back seat. We later figured out why she had fainted, but she wasn't ill. There was no other signs of this beforehand. She fainted and she was going south on a very busy road. And when she fainted, she went over a median, then through the northbound lanes of traffic at basically rush hour. And over those lanes of traffic, just without even so much as a scrape from another car, up over an embankment and onto the golf course. And because she had fainted, her hands had gone off the wheel and her feet were basically, I think, off the pedals. And she kind of just coasted up onto the golf course. Of course, she went onto a golf course because my mom loves to golf. Of course, she would go directly to the golf course. And she kind of coasted and until they kind of slowly rolled up into a tree. Like it wasn't even a crash. It was just God's gentle way of saying, you need to wake up. And here's a really big sign that life is short. But I didn't pick up on it. I mean, I did, but I didn't. You know, I still just believed, get through this. But when I look back on my life then, I realized that God was really trying to give me a sign in that. And that was a big one. And it took a few more signs before I wised up. Are you getting signs right now? Have there been signs in your life that you've overlooked, that you've ignored? Red flags, warning signs, things that just 
didn't sit right with you and you've chalked it up to, well, just one of those things. I'm asking you right now to think about that. How loud, how obvious does the message have to be before we actually hear it? Today, things are very different. They are very different because Brett and I figured out the right way to do this. And by do this, I mean what to use as our guide when it comes to balance, which is such a weird word, right? Because what's balanced to you is completely different from what's balanced to me. And that's why people struggle with this word because they never sit down and define it for themselves. Everything is different today because we have since that time defined balance. We have defined what it is we want to feel. If you want things to change for yourself, you have to decide what it is that feels balanced to you. And then you have to stick to your guns. To do that, you must know what's most important and what's not important. To do that, you must also ask yourself, what do you want to feel? Like, what do you want to feel? And what is, quote, right? What is right for you? What was right for me, what was right for both Brett and I was to be the best possible parents we could be. It was never, ever, and never will be to be the richest or to be the most successful or to have a number one infomercial or to be well-known or any of that. That was never our goal. We always said it was our kids, but yet we were doing everything else because we never really put it on paper. And it's kind of a really big deal that you need to put it on paper because it's hard to honor what you know is most important to you when there's all these other external pressures, all this messaging from society, from other podcasts, from, you know, we can see so much. We can see what everybody else is doing and that creates this kind of like undeniable need to want to keep up and outdo and we lose track of what it is that's truly important to us. And we don't do that anymore. Oh my goodness. Unless it's something that completely fits with our lifestyle and allows us to continue to honor our children and to be present, unless it's something that does not affect our stress level We just decline almost every opportunity that comes our way and we do it very carefully and selectively because we have to ask ourselves, wow, this sounds amazing, but is it going to be more pressure? Will it mean more stress? Will it mean greater obligation to other people because we need to honor our family. And right now we feel very peaceful and very happy and just adding one more piece of straw could be the one that breaks the camel's back. So we're we're very, very careful about that today. We didn't know how to do that before because we hadn't truly defined it. If you want to find balance, you have to ask yourself what matters most right now. Enough with this, you know, making excuses and saying, I want to leave a legacy for my kids. And well, this is what you have to do early on in your business. For a moment, I want to speak just to those of you who are parents. And I want to say this to you. When someone tells you you have to hustle hard and crush it when you first start your business, that is all true. But that can be done any time in your lifetime. What can never be regained, a moment in time that can never be replicated is when your children are young. And it's going to go by so fast. And their early formative years, 
your goal, this is my opinion, and you can be super offended and never listen to my podcast ever again. That's fine. I don't care because I speak on behalf of the children. Your goal, your obligation is to be parents first. And you can't be parents if you're not ever there. I'm sorry, you can't be a great dad if you're hustling at 5.30 a.m. and coming home at 10.30 p.m. and constantly taking business trips and networking and all this jazz and pretend and then doing posts about how great of a family person you are and how important your family is to you. That's all BS. Just because you say it's what's most important to you, that doesn't mean you're living that. And you know that. Your obligation is to the gift that God has given you in the form of your children. And you'll never get this time again. And you can be the most incredible entrepreneur at any other time in your life. But right now when your children are young, this is a season for raising healthy, confident, secure children. And that requires attachment. That requires time with them. Am I saying that you can't build your business? Of course not. But it means you've got to figure out what you need to say yes to, what you need to say no to. And you need to know that you are in a season of developing young minds and your children. In my personal opinion, this is not the time to be at the pinnacle of your career. But that makes you nervous because you think, well, maybe this time will never come again. Why would you doubt yourself that way? Why would you assume that this moment will never come to you again. If you think that, then you're doubting your own greatness because those opportunities have come to you because you've manifested them and you can do it again. But right now, the number one thing that you should be focused on is raising your family. Okay, that's my opinion. And it's a strong opinion. And I know not everybody agrees with it. And I also know that a lot of people perpetrate. A lot of people pretend like they are doing it for their family and because of their family and blah, blah, blah. I'm just as guilty as the next person. I was just as guilty as the next person. And I was only able to fix it with therapy. So that's my next tip for you. If that mindset, like you know that it's hard, If what I've described of myself, the way I felt and how difficult it was for me to let go of things and to outsource things and to to let anyone else have credit, and it was difficult for me to say no to anything, if, if that really resonates with you, I can share that there's a reason why you feel that way. And my reason why was only resolved once I went to therapy to figure out, okay, like, so why do I feel this way? Which, by the way, felt odd to go to therapy. I felt like, what am I doing here in therapy? I'm going to be her favorite client she's ever seen. Wait till I sit down and tell her. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm here because apparently I've got fabulous work ethic and I don't know what to do about it. You know, I really felt so righteous about how hard I worked that I couldn't imagine I had any fault in it whatsoever. And that's why it's really important to just like, just trust me on this. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're perfect. Maybe you just have amazing work ethic. But if you feel like you're drowning a little bit and it's really hard to say no and you have a difficult time balancing the need to feel important and significant and to take on more things, if that's tough for you, go to therapy. Just do one session and talk about it and figure out where that comes from. And that will give you so much insight. And it's with insight and knowledge that we're able to change. The next thing that Brett and I had to do was to, on paper, really figure out what it was that meant balance to us. 
and how to define that. And by define that, I mean in terms of hours of the day and set up specific, very, very specific schedule for us when it came to work so that when the kids came home from school at three o'clock, there were no more business meetings. That if there was something that the kids had in terms of a sporting event or school activities, that was prioritized over all else. We didn't take or accept appearances. If people wanted me to speak at a particular event or fly here or fly there, while that would have stroked my ego, it didn't allow me to live my purpose and what Brett and I had both decided was most important to us, which was to be there for our kids, you know? And it's just too easy to say, well, just this one time. Well, just this one time. You know, we had to decide, yes, of course I had to do certain things and Brett had to do certain things, but we really evaluated a schedule by which we were able to adhere to, which meant I didn't do more than one appearance per month. It also meant that we were done working by three o'clock every day. We had safeguard words so that if by accident the two of us launched into talking about work or business and we noticed one of us noticed that the kids were either being ignored or that they were they were in the room and we were doing too much talk about business. We had code words. Brett would call me smalls and I would call him handsome, you know, and if he caught me like going off on a tangent while the kids were trying to tell us something about their day, he would say, listen, smalls. Um, what are we having for dinner? And I knew like whenever he used that nickname that that meant, okay, enough with the business talk. And for him, I would call him handsome. You've got to set up your own safeguards. We also both agreed that we would try to never miss a sporting event or a performance. And we did that. Usually 98% of the time we were both there. If I had to film something, it was because I was under contract to do so. But we just, once we figured out what was important and that we had just a moment in time to spend with our kids and to develop them and to pour everything that we've learned into them and allow them to bloom and grow into their own unique versions of themselves, to be the best possible adults that they could be, we knew that was the only business that we needed to focus on and everything else was secondary. So this podcast has really been designed for you to just sit down and take a moment and realize that trying to think through these things in your head will only leave you feeling more confused and overwhelmed. Or it may give you a sense of satisfaction for a couple of days. But if you truly desire balance, it has to be defined. And for those of you who are married, you should sit down and do this together. And for those of you who are parents, I also think you should sit down with your spouse and spend a good two or three hours really talking about what matters and what you'll say yes to and what you'll both say no to and setting up guidelines and what we called personal policies. We had policies. We also had policies in place that didn't just relate to business. We had policies in place that allowed us to honor our family regardless. If we were invited to a a wedding, unless it was someone who we felt like they were part of our family, we send a nice gift because we didn't want to have to be away from our kids for five or six hours on the weekends. We did date nights, but the kids went with their family or our family would babysit them. And we honored each other and spent time together as a couple so that we could role model that for our children. And we didn't go to parties and we didn't do a lot of networking. And that's what was right for us. And I don't at all want you to think I'm prescribing this for you. I'm not, 
I'm telling you that it's really important, however, that you sit down and figure out what is right for you. Think of every single possible engagement, appointment, invitation, opportunity, event, seminar, work, you name it, write it all down and then go through that list together with your most important person and figure out what you need to say yes to, what you need to say no to, and what matters most. You can do this. Your life comes in seasons. So too does your business. You've got the rest of your life to crush it and you will. But at the end of the day, the reason why we want to be successful in business or in anything is because of happiness, right? And nothing brings us happiness like people. It's about people. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Build Your Tribe. It is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. And thank you so much for sharing this episode with someone you know would enjoy it. It means the world to me when you write your reviews. You guys, I think I've said this before. I know I've said it before, but I don't start a podcast off without first going to your reviews and reading the latest ones. So thank you so much for jumping on iTunes right after you finish this and writing a review. Leave me an honest review. Let me know what you thought about this episode. And I love you. Until next time, I'll see you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Build Your Tribe. I'd like to invite you to attend one of my free trainings on how you can build your brand, grow your business, and attract more followers using one of my favorite social media platforms, Instagram. Sign up by going to howtoinstabrand.com. That's howtoinstabrand.com. Trainings are free and I would love to share with you my top tips.